Bracky, who is having a lot of Uber issues lately, and to my right, the wrestling nomad, whose most of his issues could be solved with Ubers. And we are here, we are here on, on a beautiful Thursday. Um, this show, hey man, there was a lot of adversity we had to deal with just to get this show here. Willie, we didn't know where he was till 7.57. Kyle was basically abducted by his Uber driver, who refused to go the right way to work. Yep. So that's why we're a little past the tardy sauce. Eight oh eight. Why is Kyle taking Ubers? I took an Uber today because I'm leaving here in a little bit to go to Battle on the Border, uh, Flow Football event in Shreveport, Louisiana, and I did not. I want to leave my car here. I went there last year. Good time. Were you scouting some talent? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So. Where to begin? Well, we started rolling out the conference rankings. That's been fun. Big Tens came out on Tuesday, and then, I think it was Tuesday, who knows when. And then ACCs are dropping today at noon, so that's fun to talk about. But I think before we get into that, whose number one match order has been released? Exciting stuff. I don't know if you want to briefly touch on that, Willie Saylor. Um, no, although it's still, it's still sort of, I don't know. In my dreams, I would like to have the winners of 52 wrestle, but I don't know if that's going to happen. Mm. Uh, but other than that, I mean, the match order, I think I think it's a good card, and I, I think, you know, I put the order together the way I think it's, it's fun. Nice. Well, we're looking forward to that, of course. Who's number one? October 7th. That's a Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern time in the Snake Pit. Great wrestling venue. Okay. Great news. Willie and I are big fans of a particular Iranian wrestler. His nickname is maybe the best nickname. It is the Leopard of Jabbar. And he has bad legs. And his body breaks down a lot. And it's probably because of, well, there's there's probably reasons for that. But we don't care. We love him for who he is. Rezi Azdani. At one point, he was kind of regarded as the pound-for-pound number one guy. And I've always wanted to see him in the mix with Snyder and now Sajalayev if he's up at 97. And we could see that, says Wrestling Nomad. That match could literally happen. Yeah, so <laughs> Rezzy has nine returned, immediately did a sticky foot single like 15 seconds into the match. Uh, beats some guy who's not really of any consequence in Iran. But he's at 92, which is... Apparently, it's 92 with a big allowance. But his team and Sedge Live's team are slated to meet next week, whenever that is. They kind of wrestled random days in the Arena League. But hopefully, Instagram or Telewebion, where somebody posted Telewebion. it. Yeah, that's where, that's where it's posted. Yeah. You, you're just going to suddenly drop a Telewebion? Well, I was going to explain it. But if you, no, look, at Spay, if you look at Spay's, uh, if you look at Spay's yeah, Twitter, he, were, he has, he has a, a Telewebion link, which is apparently... I've seen that before. There's, I've seen many Iranian matches. Hey, Sejalias wrestling 92 in that league, too. Yes, correct. But it's with a big allowance. 
How, how about, it's how 92 big, plus 5. Yes. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm serious. Oh, my gosh. It's 92 plus 5? That's that's what I read on the, the Team USA forum. Yeah. These are fake weight classes. I hate that. I hate enormous weight allowances. I hate them. I hate them. In, I hate it when we do it in flow nationals. I hate it with this stuff. Just make it the weight or whatever. I mean. What fake weights do we have? Oh, yeah, you mean because they're so, well, they're so big. Well, yeah. It's, uh, you know, yeah, 120. Yeah, yeah. Plus five, so it's basically 126. It's a new yeah, weight. Yeah, just wrestle 126. Just wrestle 126. Yeah, just go 26. You want to go 25? Well, then you're at 126. You want to go 20? Go 20. Cut the weight. <sighs> Willie, you're part of the problem. I think you influenced Telewebion. <laughs> Telewebion? No. Listen, kids are stupid. And parents are stupid. They won't... Like, if it's, uh, if it's 113 plus five... And it's 118, they're like, yeah, I'll wrestle there. If it's 113 flat, they'll be like, no, nah, we're not a 20-pounder. Yeah, well, you can only make 18 right now. So I'm telling you, they're vain. They're, 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 different. they're different people. You're, you're moving the- now. I'm not even going to get into it because who cares. Um, we'll take this offline because um, it's not terribly impactful. So do, what intel do we have on the Leopard? Is he going to go 97? Can he make the team? So Probably not. in classic Reza Yazdani fashion, mm. he was so. They they already did their trials, which he of course blew off. Yes, not going to go to those. Why would I go to those? Then he was like, ah, well, maybe I want to wrestle at Worlds. Okay, well, we're all going to send you to Medved, I th- or something. I don't know. We're all going to send you to this tournament. All right, cool. All their all their ninety sevens. Ah, I'm not going to do that. Okay, well, you're going to go to this other tournament. Mm, not going to do that either. So now he's wrestled in the league. He didn't go to any of the three events that they wanted him to go to. He beat the crap out of some not-so-high-on-the-ladder Iranian. So I doubt we see him at Worlds, but... Eh. And the Iranian that beat Snyder is still there at 97, right? Yes. So why would... Yeah, he ain't going. We're never going to see it. I'm just no. gonna, I'm giving up on the Leopard. No. I'm but yeah. if we Give get up. to see Sajalayev, uh Reza, that'd be cool. He took for him. Okay, the Leopard's back. Uh, some ACC nuggets. Jack Mueller is going to put on a red shirt. Not going to wrestle this year. It was two for two, two All-American statuses. Wasn't right. he nope. flirting with... Did not, uh, last did not last year. Oh, yeah. Bad visual. Wasn't he flirting with red shirt in last year, too, or something? Or maybe flirting with changing weights or something? I don't know. Well, he did change he weights. He did change weights. He went from 25 yeah. to 33. So he's redshirting, and also in the uh, Old Dominion, B- Blacksburg specifically, Makai Lewis, David McFadden, Willie teased this uh, oh, around a week ago about McFadden going to 74, and apparently they're going to at least try that at the beginning. Makai Lewis, 65, David McFadden, 74, get some. How... The thing is with that, though, so if they can cert at 57-65, like, how long into the season before you kind of have to make the decision to drop? Well, I doubt. I am I would imagine if they're starting at 65-74, they're just going to stick with that. Maybe that's they'll say That's what those – they're so – you know, every <clears throat> team has their guys certified as low as possible, but I don't think – I mean, listen – do you want Makai in that 57 meat grinder? Like, he could be the second best guy, but he could also get fifth in that conference. Go up to 65 just may, probably makes more sense. Makes more sense. Who does that put in at 57, Christian? 
Um, they had Laprade last year. Yeah, BC Laprade, maybe. And then Bolin can redshirt. We talked about this a week ago. Right, Bolin could redshirt, but we didn't talk about who would go 57. Ryan Blees is still there. Mm-hmm. Um, Chisco is going. He's still eligible. Yeah, dog. But he goes 49, but he could go. He's certain, He's a big 49. Right. Uh, very big. He was 57 basically his whole career. So they've got some – they have guys. They have – they got dudes. They're probably not world beaters at those weights, but they're going to be solid there. So that's interesting. You know, I don't know what McFadden is 74. What does that mean um, as far as his prospects go? I don't know. It might be a little, might be a little tougher for him. But who knows? We'll see. I, st- I still think he'll be fine there. Hmm. But again, yeah, he'll six, be fine anywhere. Sixty-five is tougher as a whole, but he proves himself to be right up there with the best sixty-five. But seventy-four, super top-heavy, and going up in weight and yeah. style clash. Yeah, yeah, he I, he would struggle with a with a Mark Hall type. Okay, so that's some interesting notes for from the ACC. And the cool thing about when we start doing rankings, it like kind of you know the coaches and wrestlers are like, wait, wait, wait. Well, this this that's not what actually. So it's actually like a way of accelerating getting the news out. Like mm-hmm. we put out the ACC rankings and we find out, oh, McFadden and Makai going sixty five and seventy four and Jack Mueller. So it's pretty cool in that way. We well, should start doing rankings in like July. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's always my favorite part. Where uh, where waits this guy going this year? Crickets puts out rankings. Well, this is wrong. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, thanks we, guys. We asked. So you. true. Okay, we are humming along, baby. One ninety seven, tears for fears, and it's Bo Nichols' weight. We've discussed this, and he not, is not according to uh, the terrible Instagram commenters we have. What what do they say, Desanto? Well, I mean, yes, that too. But, <laughs> but no. But if you look at the, it was it wasn't even number one like in the country. It was number one the Big Ten, and it was there was uh, spite on that one. Instagram commenters the worst. No go way. Fa- no go away. I think. Uh, well, yeah, Instagram commenters in volume, and it's just a bunch of you know fourteen year olds. Facebook is actually the worst, especially <clears throat> Penn State fans, because any piece of content you put out that is college related. I'll give you an example. 157 redshirt report. Makai Lewis, this guy, that guy. Check out the young talent coming in. Penn State fan. Doesn't matter. All caps. Nolf. Every time. 149 <laughs> thing. 149 <laughs> ranking shakeup. Sorensen loses to Luco. Doesn't matter. All caps. Zane's pain train. Every time, doesn't matter, Penn State fans have to take whatever piece of content it is and just remind everyone that they have the good wrestlers, as though they were the good wrestlers. No, it's Zane. It's not you. Iowa beats Oklahoma State in a duel. Penn State would beat both of them in duels. It's like, yeah, we know. We know. Shut up. Cool. My favorite was the guy recently mad that uh, Yanni and uh, Dayton Fix were not in the Big Ten rankings. Well, he's got a point. (laughs) Are you telling me you wouldn't rank Yanni? Top five in the Big Ten. That was a glaring. Uh, yeah, the 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 reading is. Yeah, also Twitter is the best. Reading's but optional. unfortunately, Twitter is the it's the most reasoned, it's the most like educated fan by far. But unfortunately, <laughs> it's the least like used by like humanity. What Twitter? Yeah, mm-hmm. I know. Twi- tell this story fully though, Kyle about about the same guy on Facebook. He's like. 
He's like, uh, why isn't Yanni in these Big Ten rankings? And somebody's like, because Yanni's not in the Big Ten. He goes, oh, I missed that part. And then right below, he goes, well, what about Dayton? <laughs> and the same dude, well, the same dude responds and goes, Oklahoma State, also not in the Big Ten. <laughs> like, the same dude answered them both times. Well, that was good. That's good. That's good. Good that they were they were helpful to him. So 197. I know we shouldn't talk about tier two because Nichols got this, but just indulge us, Penn State fans. Just humor us. Just yeah, us just out. just for the heck of it. Um, we're, you know, did we're you try- know they give out second through eighth at the NCAA tournament? They do. Recent change, 2016. I love it personally. So Colin Moore, Preston Weigel, Kyle Connell, Ben Darmstadt, and Willie Miklas round out tier two. First thoughts, Kyle Connell. Um, is it Cannell? I say Connell. I say Cannell. But yeah, Kyle Cannell. Pretty sure Cannell. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm not married to Connell. <laughs> he... What if his mom was named Panama? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it is. Oh. Uh, Kyle, I, anyway, Kyle Cannell, in addition to getting teched by Preston Weigel last year, not in Siblaze, I'm aware, he also got teched. By, where was it? Oh, this is good radio. TF, no, Command yeah. FTF5. Yeah, anyway, he got teched by someone else who, Scotty Boykin. Oh, my god. He gosh. got teched by Preston Weigel and Scotty Boykin during the regular season. He yeah. lost to Aaron Naples from Ohio multiple times as well. Yeah, that's. So, by all means, you can talk me into putting him in Tier 3, but he did beat Colin Moore twice. So, uh, yeah, is it identity change type of situation? Um, to use a ranking term we use sometimes, like, all right, different guy moving forward, or is it like, right. wait, is it Zeke Moisey where kind of the same guy and then catches on fire and then he's extinguished for the rest of his life and just goes back to that guy? So for, for that example, would be the fun part to learn. Going back to, like, 133 tiers, I think Tariq can be that, that, can be like that identity change. I do too. I, I feel like he has a better case for Canell, but I, like who knows, right? He he beat Colin Moore twice. Well, if you if you just look at their their skill sets, are you going to take the toss monster or the guy that just gets to legs on everybody? Right. The get the getting to legs, you feel more comfortable about at pretty much every weight there is, right? So okay, is Kyle Canell tier two? Um. Yes. Okay. I I, I think that's. Adequately respectful. I think that's where he sh- should be. I, if you put him in tier three, I wouldn't jump up and down. But if, if you're talking about someone that can make the finals, just you look at his the whole of his season. Yeah, you it's it's really hard to put him there. But I mean, good lord, he balled out in Steel Blaze, so he's got to got to award him some way. Now, with him still being in tier two, is it okay that Colin Moore is ahead of him? Is it okay that Colin Moore is ahead of him? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Colin has been. More consistent for two years. Yes, he has the one tournament, but um, if NCAs were tomorrow, I think we would all say more outplaces him. Even though the most recent, that's not what happened. But that's why you know I think over time, that's why things return to the mean. And I think Colin Moore is that guy. Now, once again, and we know you hate Iowa. It's fine, Nomad. We don't. Um, but you buried Jacob Warner in Tier 3. Yep. Jacob Holschlag, Pat Brucky, Chris Weiler, Jacob Warner, Christian Brunner, Jake Woodley. And you have him behind Brunner, who lo- who he actually lost to, and also Woodley, who he lost to, but he also beat him. Yep. 
Um, did he wrestle Brucky? He lit Brucky yeah. beat. He's two and zero against Weiler. He beat Warner. He beat Bruner, and he he has beaten Woodley before in high school. You're saying Brucky's done this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he has maybe the best guns at this weight class. He is. He is certainly has best. I don't know. Weigel's got some. Oh wow! Weigel versus Brucky. That'd be the battle of the biceps. All right. Discount Kyle Canale. They start off the match with a bench off. He is. (laughs) Dang. Okay. Sweet's jacked. What can you say? One ninety-seven pounders, huh? Yeah, (laughs) they're pretty big dudes. It turns out. Okay, so I think Warner in tier three actually kind of fair based on his results, but for you... Huge who, upside. Yeah, exactly, which you acknowledged that with Renan mm-hmm. just two days ago. Yeah, because I saw it at, at uh, World Team Trials. Well, I saw it also at World Team Trials where he killed everybody. Yeah, I mean... And he also, I, also saw, I also saw Jacob Warner smash Willie Miklas. Yeah, uh, Willie Miklas might be the walking wounded this year, by the way, and might not be able to do anything. Based on what? Based on that, he's still hurt. He's still hurt. He all American at ninety seven. I I know. I understand that the bodies break down. Okay, well he's tier two and Jacob Warner's not. So no, I think Jacob Warner's in the right spot. I think Nomad got him exactly right. Uh, I think a lot of us put Jacob Warner a little bit higher in our pecking order. We probably put him in like, hey, this is a kid that can come in and make the finals and. He probably he can, but let's remember that he has those losses last year. Uh, I, I think we I think we put Jacob Warner a little higher in in actual rankings uh, in our minds because we know how good he is and we know he was a blue chipper. Yeah, well, that's that's one of his main criteria is big boards. That's what that's what I'm yeah, saying. It's I, like flimsy I, like application. Yes, I have used it before, but he's a Hawkeye. No, he had he lost to all these dudes, yeah. and I think he's better. If if this was freestyle, I'd have him higher because his gut wrench is ridiculous. But from <laughs> style, do you have him? Do you okay? So okay, he beat Willie Miklas. Who are those guys? Would you pick him at, right now? Fence Blaze was tomorrow in tier two. I pick him against. Have, I think you nailed it, dude. Well, tier three. if you if you're asking who do I think Jacob Warner could beat, well, no, let's start. Could be. I'm saying who would you pick of tier two? Would you pick any of those guys, or excuse me, would you pick Warner over any of those guys? Would you pick them? I don't want to say it. Well, first of all, Miklas um, could definitely say it. And I'm not saying could. I'm saying would you? Like gun to your head right now? Would you? Well, that's not the that does. Yes, it is. Yes, no it is. One... That's the point of the. That's the exact point of the tears. Is the exact point of the tears. <laughs> no, that's not death. No, I would say it's yeah. The exact point of the not tears death. is would you if you were but get what, shot in the head if you were right? Would you pick? Would you pick? <laughs> would you pick him over any of those guys in tier two right now? Dude, I think Darmstadt's a really tough match. Uh, I think Warner is a tough matchup for Darmstadt personally. I, I think okay. he would outplace him. I think he would outplace Kyle Cannell. Um And yeah, I mean, I can't unsee that Wick Miklas domination. So there's three. Okay. So that's what I'm Bracky? saying. Boom. Uh, I w- probably wouldn't pick him over Darmstad. I can. Do you know how much it hurt me to say? I need. I need backup <laughs> there. Otherwise, I'm just betraying. <laughs> um, no, I got you. It's fourth. Co- it's coming. Yeah, I think CP nailed it. Wow. Go no, ahead, I mean, I here's the thing. Uh, are you doing? Are you doing rankings based on the results? Are you doing? I, I, 
look, we all have the same expectation. Yo, we know Warner lost to Brookie last year. He lost to Brunner. He lost to blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> we all have the expectation that this year he's going to be better than that and and probably take top five, right? So if you're – yeah, he's ranked right in these tiers. Expectation is he'll beat Miklas. He'll beat Darmstadt. I like him against Connell. Yeah, I think, but I think the tiers are totally expectation. They're not rankings related. They're like, how do we perceive these guys? And if we're doing, yeah, how I do know. we perceive him? Why do we not? Who, oh, I, who, I, who I, perceives him tenth? I don't. I do. I don't. Oh my gosh, I'm gonna fight you so hard. I fight. I, 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 I this year I do perceive him tenth. All right, well get ready for your perceptions to look really silly. Yeah, he he can he has we we talked about it on the last show like his early slate. Immediately we find out how good he is. Like within the first month of the season, we'll we will know exactly how good Jacob Warner is. And I, if he's no, going out there smashing so. everybody, then yeah, then he'll be a Nash title contender. So. But I think he's going to be like five hundred. I mean, like listen, not the season. I'm talking the, like the early part. Like freshman, I think he's going to struggle early on. Freshman of all, especially coming off Junior you, Worlds. How can you say? How can you say he's going to struggle? You think he struggles early on, and then like I think he's going to drop some of those we, matches. And then that's who you think he really is. These freshmen evolve over over a season. Of um, course. So I no, I, I he could, in my opinion, he could lose early in the season, and by the time the big dance, look, fresh Spencer Lee evolved as a freshman. Absolutely, right? true. Freshman. I mean, so if if Warner goes out and loses a couple matches early. It doesn't change my perception of him. I, I think he's going to be a top five guy. Hmm. I don't think he's going to be a top five guy this year. I think next year is the year he makes the big jump. Hmm. I think this this year is going to be tough for him. Not tough for him. Like he's not going to be terrible, but like he's going to take losses this year. He's going to have a lot of close matches this year. Next year is when the jump comes. I, I can agree with that. I can agree with. He'll make a jump next year. I just think he'll be better than what you think this year. Like I think next year is when he's going to come out and not just be beating people, but putting away you know putting away tough matches, putting majors and and texting pins on the board. But I think this so, year is going to be the learning you know, curve year. We talk about we talk about Nick a lot. We talk about Cullen Moore a lot, um, even Darmstadt a lot, and we talk about Warner. Are we? Are we? You know, the Bruckies and the Weilers and the Woodleys, well, give a percentage. Like, what do you think their chances of AA are this year? Hmm. Well. Because we kind of, we, we kind of, we have a group of 97s that we talk a lot about. And we have a group of 97s that are like. Well, what I'll say, yeah, what I'll say, that top 12, I think is pretty tight. And then, you know, who who's. When there's not many people that you can see coming into the top 12, it's not like 184 where it's like, yeah, for sure Cordell Norfleet and Lou Dupre and all these guys could jump in the top 12. But when it starts with a pretty limited sample size, I'll say most of those guys are probably 30 40% maybe, those tier three dudes. Like Woodley's really, really good. Um, Brunner Brunner I would put probably more towards the the back. Um, But Weiler, who knows, if he can get some real size – I really like his upside a lot. He's a really skilled dude. I loved him coming out of high school and just hadn't found the right way. He had some injury issues, etc. I like him a lot. 
Brucky has obviously proven a, a, a great deal, and Holschlag solid. So I would say those guys are in the 20 30% range. I think that, like, doing these tiers, it's just so clear that there's, I mean, so that's like 149, right, where we, we have no idea who's going to win. But there's, like, a clear favor, like a clear top two, and then three or four solid guys, and then just it's a matter of, you know, how healthy you are and what your what your uh, seed is and where you fall in the bracket and, you know, how you navigate navigate the NCAA bracket that, and, and I think 197 is just is just another example of that. Can Holschlag AA again? Sure. Would we all be terribly surprised <clears throat> if he didn't? Of course not. Right. Like, can no, Warner jump into tier think... two? Of course he can. Like, but can can Bruner and Woodley and Weiler and Brucky also make life difficult for all those guys? Absolutely. No, I'm with Christian though in this one. I, I think I think you have your top twelve. I don't think it's bracket dependent. Although no. there are a couple guys. Let's let's talk about guys in the lower tiers. Okay. Um, I think I think Eric Schultz is tough, and, and I think Jackson Strigo is way down there. He had a decent year, didn't he? He's I uh, he's just like perpetually he, he beat Beasley eighteen through twenty two, and he can yeah, like he can be a ranked guy. But can he jump into? I think Tom Slay. I don't know. I'm just hearing good stuff about him doing great at uh, Virginia Tech. So he's interesting to me. Yeah, Slay. Mm-hmm. Change of scenery. So Slay, three-time qualifier. Two of the years he went uh, 0-2, and then another year he went 2-2. Two and two. So um, he's got plenty of NCAA experience. Maybe a whole year off, you know, did really good for his body, and he'll be fine. But I like uh, – Loazzo's got some stuff too. He's a, a he funky a dude. pain to wrestle. He has got some weird stuff. I, I think he's – He's a pretty cool guy to watch. Check him out. Go watch some of his matches. Um, he's an exciting dude. So those are the ones that stick out. If Lucas Davison goes right away, interesting. I think he could use a little refinement for sure, but I like him as a prospect a lot. He was he definitely jumped out during Fargo. And, um, yeah, no, I like Brandon Whitman if he goes. I like Martin Mueller from South Dakota State. Is he going up? That's what I, I read that somewhere. Um, I'm not 100% sure, but. I think, I, yeah, I think he's a he's like a fly in the ointment guy at eighty four and ninety seven that is just going to be a thorn in people's sides all year. Uh, I'm with you as far as Davison <laughs> and Whitman. I really like Whitman's leg attacks. I think he's I think he's going to be big for the weight, as you said with Davison. So, um, I mean, obviously we saw you know true freshman last year, right? We saw we saw Brucky do well. Um, Weiler was Weiler was young in the season, so. I think it's generally hard for young guys to do good at 197, but there there are going to be Is a that few. True? I, I just I, I I I've not like dug into this. I just oh. feel like it's oh, hard. It's more it's, of a feeling. It's it's hard unless you're a, a more super top tier guy like coming in like data coming in, comes Colin Moore right was immediately showed himself to be high level um, like early on in his freshman year. But I think generally it's 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 a little harder. Feel you. you gotta get to that third year. Okay. Any other 197 pound thoughts? This is just yeah. It's just like you said. The top the top 12 is what it is, and then there's some guys that um, are going to be tough and create problems for people. But this is kind of just a weird way. I, I do have one thing. So Machiavella went from round 12 at 184 to national champ, and then 
Mm-hmm. I mean, you, before that, Farr went from one and two, one eighty four, to a guy who got third and second at one ninety seven. Yes. Are those at, random outliers, or do you think we're going to start seeing more? I think we'll see the. Re- I think we're going to see the reverse Machiavello from round of twelve to champ. I think Nickel's going to go from champ to round of twelve. <laughs> He's going to drop down. <laughs> yep. Okay. I'm saying it right now. No, I. Yeah, I don't know who's coming up. Like Martin Mueller, who else? That's a, that right. That's the thing. It would be it would be like a guy like Mueller who wasn't much at one eighty four. No, that's not happening. I mean, <laughs> no, that's what that's what I'm asking. Like, it was it was it just two random blips that? I don't think no. It's not ran- Those are not random blips. Those were. Um, that is just indicative of the weight class disparity between eighty four and yeah. ninety seven, and it, but but there's no one of. Brett Farr or Machiavelli level talent coming up, but not, yeah, certainly if it if someone else moved up, it would probably happen again. Okay, that, that's that's still stinks. I, I know about this year, and like obviously Nichols coming up, but we expect Nickel to win anyway. I'm saying, do you think it could be a thing going forward to keep an eye on? Uh, for for the foreseeable future, as long as this weight looks like this, someone that is okay at 84 can come up and have a lot of success. That's not changing till this weight gets better. I long for the days of Varner and Brester and Hudson Taylor. 97. Had some, had some years. Okay. Questions from friends. I don't know if we, we can... Real quick, we never did the, the episode. Oh! Episode 315, which is Central New York. Mm-hmm. Um, so Ithaca? I don't know if that's Ithaca. I feel as though... Because I had some New York guys... Uh, Talk to me about this, and I feel like they would have no, said no. They're six oh seven. Ithaca is is the, these are the ones I got. Steve Brown, John Clark, Justin Lister, Mitch Clark hmm. episode. What? Where would um? Where's Duanesburg? Where uh, Gwiz is from? I don't think that. I don't think he's. That's five one eight. Five one eight. So we're just about we got two, ways to go, dude. Six oh seven is Ithaca. We got a while for Dake's episode. Sorry, man. What is three one five? Real Buto. No, he's like New I'm, York area. I have, yeah, I have no, like New York City, right? I don't know, but you just said New York. Yeah, you just said as New as York. A, area. Oh, sorry, yeah, <laughs> the, as in the city. In just the city. state. Yeah, yeah, it's the area of the state. Anyway, well, yeah, like so West Virginia, they have one area code. Maybe. Central New York, come on, get, get us, get us some more guys to talk about. They were fired up. They saw this one coming more so than Eight Mile. Okay, so it's three fifteen. <laughs> Who knows, 316, that'll be Stone Cold Steve Austin, I guess. All right, can we get a top 10 radical takes from Wrestling Nomad list? Well, such a list exists. Now, are we going to put this out there? How do, can, can the community possibly handle all of these uh, rocket launcher takes from Nomad at once? My thought is no. So, maybe, I think we go Maybe it's I think a slow we go drip. Rogue. Huh? I, I I think we go rogue with it, and we we do with like we put out an article about it. I think we run it as a piece of content it, behind the paywall. It is it is all time. Some it, of the stuff it really is, and it it is uh, it is an emotional experience to read it all at once. You will, and you know you have to think about us guys. We need think to give them a us. taste. We have to give them at least a little taste at this point. We so we hired Nomad, and we're like. Yeah, guy loves wrestling. He comes down to he comes down to Texas, and you know we had to learn that this stuff about him. Yeah, and then we're sitting around, and he says stuff like, "I don't trust refrigerators," and we're and like, "No, no, no." He said, "I don't trust refrigerators in Texas." 
Yeah. The refrigerator so, out here sucks, by the way. Have you noticed that? It's is it dis- <laughs> is it an honesty no, issue? No, for real. Have you noticed that? It's really <laughs> bad. It's all right. I mean, how's the fridge at your apartment? Eh, not so great. So he says things. He just like kind of drops us. A, a but for real, have you have you have you noticed? That? I put my food in there every day. I eat every day, and it's just fine. It's it it comes out not as cold. Okay. Just <laughs> if for, it. The food chemically changes in that refrigerator. No, I'm saying that 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 fridge in particular. This is what in, we're talking about. This is what we're talking sucks. about, people. So, it, dude, it's it's so bad. Like, put your hand in it. It doesn't even feel cold. So here's what happens. Put your hand in it. To, like today, he I said. <laughs> I put my hand in it, it every day when I take things out and put all. things in it. So he says. It does not feel cold at all. He man. he comes with like some frozen pineapple or something. I forget what he does, but he says, "I yeah, I don't trust refrigerators in Texas," and so logically that makes no sense because. Well, the refrigerators aren't I get it. It's hotter down here, but the refrigerators are not out. They're not outside. They're in a 70 degree room, so it makes no sense. So, that was one and he also doesn't trust drive-throughs. We're going to slowly trickle that, these out. Maybe That's the, not what I said at all. It is what no, you said. No, he disputes every single one of them, by he, the way. And so he also No, what? it's not I've never said I don't trust drive-throughs. What I say is drive-throughs suck and they're they're it's like ordering online he's is li- less efficient than ordering lying. on the phone. And going through drive-throughs is less efficient than than. Um, I was going with you inside. when you had this take. We went to Fly Right, and you said I don't trust drive-throughs. I like to give my order to a person. Yeah, well, that's because it's better. It's more it's quicker. It's more efficient. You're more likely to get when the order right. When you go to the drive-through, you give your order to a person. By the way. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Yeah, that. but they're not looking at you. They're not making eye oh. contact with you. Seriously, I, you're giving it to a human. The eye contact. You're not giving it to a you, robot. You're giving it to. You're you need to, to give them that eye contact. Otherwise, they're going to put pickles all over everything. What are you more likely to get a wrong order from? Drive-through or, or ordering, like over the counter? Exact same. Absolutely equal. Because who? No. You, who you give the order to doesn't even put your order together, Nomad. No. No. That's a. That's Drive-through. Drive-through. That is a fact. Drive-through less effective than going in person. You don't have empirical data on this. Yeah, you made this up. This is all right. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. I think that's it. Uh, Just the, yeah, you're right. Slow, slow drip. Slow Christian. drip. Not all. That- yeah, people. Will, yeah. All right. All right. Here's the thing. I'm making one exception one time because I want to say this. Okay. The medium to submit an FRL question is Twitter. Okay. Twitter. If you tell me, I don't have Twitter. It's one thing to say I don't have cable. Or I don't have a car, okay? I can empathize with that. Twitter is is a matter of internet access, okay? You have the internet because you emailed me this question. So all I'm asking you to do is take the two minutes to make an account, <laughs> and that's just Why where do- I want you s- to submit it. Can I ask so we- you a question? Yes. Was this person named Kimball Barnes? No, it wasn't. Because Kimball Barnes followed us this morning, and his bio is literally only have a Twitter to ask hashtag FRL questions. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> Kimball Barnes, you're doing it right, and you're that doing is it the, right, Kimball Barnes. That's the template in which we're, uh, that's what I'm looking for. Okay, so don't tell me you don't have Twitter or Facebook. You literally make the account. You can be, have the egg avatar for all I care, and just every w- Monday and Wednesday evening, log in, ask the question, and you can log out. You don't have to actively participate in Twitter just in this scenario. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't get. When I get emails that say, here's an FRL question, 
Like, where did you – you must have saw this on Twitter, no? Or you just – you're just writing in well, randomly. No, if you, no, if you listen, they they listen to the show. If they listen to the show. Because, because we do, so when I put it in the minutes, I just say FRL listener questions. And I guess we don't specifically ever uh, say, like, questions cold from Twitter. Now, Right, you bring I, them from Twitter. Just, just, just to, to piss CP off, would you consider putting it on uh, Instagram story using the – Whatever that is, ask me something that like pseudo no. Form in no thing. scenario would I ever do that. No. I don't. Well, you don't want to take questions from Instagram. They're twelve. Yeah. <laughs> like which J's should I get? I don't know, Kenny. Um, okay, so yeah. <laughs> I'm asking this question against my better judgment. But the guy Daddy. sent the email, and then he sent a follow up email to ensure I got the email. So he really wants oh, this Lord. question. He actually asked two questions. I'm only reading one, Doug. Question number two <laughs> was, is Gable a better wrestler or coach? Same question for Kale. Are there any other legendary wrestlers who are also incredible coaches? Maybe Tom Brands. Um, was Gable a better wrestler or coach? He was coach. a better coach. Kale, was he a better wrestler or coach? I th- I'm projecting Yeah. He's he will eventually be viewed as a better coach than a wrestler. He will be more known for being a coach than a wrestler. How can you be a better how can you be a better coach than a wrestler when you're the number one all time wrestler? Well, because I don't think either of them are. I mean, Kale's certainly the best college wrestler of all time. Yeah. Um, but he could also go down as the best college coach of, of all time. Gable's, Gable's certainly a better coach than he was a wrestler. Gable's coaching has like warped people's minds in terms of what his career was. To the point that Hawkeye fans will defend him to the death, despite the fact that he wrestled for the Cyclones. Yeah, yeah, they know. I I agree with that. I think his his. I mean, he had an amazing career. He's an Olympic champion, unscored upon, two time NCAA champion, and he was just like a mythological uh, figure as well. But yeah, I think both are better coaches. Or Gable is viewed as a better coach, I think. And then I think Kale ultimately will be, even though, which is scary because he's. Four-time undefeated national champion. It's also hard when your career is like less than seven years as a wrestler, and your coaching career, being Gables was twenty-one years. Kale's coming up on what twelve, thirteen. Yeah, ballpark. So your 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 coaching career is two or three times as long as your wrestling career. It's it's going to be hard for your wrestling career to equal that if you're peeling off national championships. True. True. Um, okay. I guess we'll ask this. Why not? Should Dayton Fix go 33 or 25? He can challenge Seth Gross as in uh, in the same conference or Spencer Lee to take on a team rival. Can he beat either? What impact does his decision have on the team race? Well, I think his decision has a pretty solid impact. I do think he can challenge Seth Gross, even though that's a really tough matchup for him. But I think he can go with him. And I do think he can beat Spencer Lee, although I would not predict that to happen. Um, and I think he should go 133 pounds, and that's not even has nothing to do really with the who's in either weight. It's all about Dayton it's is a Dayton, Dayton yeah. is a 33 pounder. You can't convince me. I, I really believe that. I think I think he could if. If NCAs were just like, hey, you just like register like for the U.S. Open <laughs> and you can just go 25 for that weekend, sure. I think it's going to my, – my biggest worry, and all I want – I want Dayton to have a good year, right? I'm, I'm a big fan of his. Um, 
awesome kid. I'm worried about the wear and tear that 125 pounds week in, week out is going to have. Look, he, I don't think, I don't think it's um, the two things are unrelated that he got sick at the Southern Scuffle and wasn't able to make weight and compete, right? I think those were related. I think the amount of weight he cuts and the frequency with which he's going to have to do it will have an impact on his immune system. And well, yeah, I think. <clears throat> Uh, you know, you worry about his health with the cutting. But also, this is the way I see this playing out. If, uh, first of all, you, the pitch at 25 and Dayton at 33 is better for the team, in my, I, I think in everybody's opinion, right? Um, but if they entertain the idea of Dayton wrestling 25, this is the way I think this plays out. I, and I think it's the only way it plays out. Dayton's going to wrestle in back-to-back duels, or sometime early in the season, early in late November, early December, and he's going to be like, "No, this ain't going right. This I cannot weigh in on a Friday and a Sunday and compete and feel good." And then they're and then they're going to switch. Yep. So he should go thirty three. The, the only way I see this playing out. Yeah, I think it's better for the team too. Yep. You get pitch in the lineup at his right weight at one twenty five. Uh, where he's been awesome at, mm-hmm. um, and then you, Dayton can do the same placement at either one twenty five or one thirty three. Yep. So you're not losing yeah. any points. And how many times have we seen, at least in recent memory, high level, really high level one twenty fives, and maybe it doesn't take its toll freshman year, but by that senior year, you're done. McDonough and Delgado. Well, I think, I think if. Uh, I think if Dayton were to go twenty five, it would be a one year deal. Yeah, yeah, I guess, I guess so. Um, now, who I, does that leave on the bench, though? Well, Cade, I think I think it's Cade if, or Caden. If he goes thirty, if he goes, if Dayton goes thirty three, I think that um, Gefeller is squeezed out, unless he goes up and can beat Boo, which I don't think, I don't know, I don't think that he probably can. Um, if Dayton goes twenty five. And what if Cade decides he's still a 33? Then I think Brock, uh, excuse me, Pitch gets squeezed out. Yeah, I was asking about Dayton going 33. Dayton goes 33. I, like I it's, think it's Gefeller. Yeah. That's my thought. Um, but who knows? Iowa's Hawks wrestle fan, <laughs> Iowa State guy. Uh, Iowa's lineup this year should only feature one Iowa native, Wilkie. Is the state of Iowa falling behind in top-end wrestling talent? Meanwhile... They will have five PA natives starting. How big of a concern is this for the U of I? It's a huge concern, and there's nothing they can do about it. Um, they can't make the state produce elite talents. They just have to. They just need it to happen, and then they can get them because they they have a strong track record of getting typically the best Iowans. Uh, they didn't get Teskey or Thompson, which um, you know that wasn't ideal, but for the most part, they get them. But at least you know to your point. They have five PA natives starting. Well, that's where you should be going. That's where you should be getting guys. And Iowa proving they can go outside of Iowa and recruit is big. But, yeah, it's harder to pull guys from PA. It's hard to get guys out of out of state, especially if Penn State has them targeted as a recruit. Especially Funny, so. isn't it, that uh, Kale left Iowa to go to Pennsylvania for better recruiting grounds. And Iowa now has more starters from the state of Pennsylvania than Penn State. Yeah. That I think is- it's very impressive on Iowa's part that they're able to go into Pennsylvania 
and get these guys, and then also go into Ohio and get Marinelli, a former yeah. Ohio State commit, and you get Warner from Illinois. So I think it's really impressive job by Morningstar. Yes. When did Marinelli commit to Ohio State? Because I heard that the other day too, and I like to have no recollection of it. It was like sophomore year, right? Well, yeah, he was young. Did he Marinelli, commit like, yeah. like around the same age as like Gavin when he committed to Iowa? Like like just real like beginning of sophomore year. Sounds about right. Because uh, that just like I was like, what? When did that happen? I don't think it was. So yeah, it was early, and it was it was early, and it was like. It was like unreported. It, like you know what I mean. It kind of just like leaked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, go ahead. I was just gonna say what what I've heard about Iowa right now is the club coaches at the the high school level. So obviously, like clubs are really important, right? In in the current state of wrestling, right? Obviously, there's a ton in Pennsylvania, Young Guns, and and formerly Legend, Dark Knight, Quest. Right? It goes on and on. The club coaches right now, I hear, are very contentious with each other and kind of don't want to train together and so you when you have a a state that's not super population dense to begin with or is way smaller than pennsylvania and you kind of isolate guys from the other good guys they could be wrestling with you're gonna kind of top out as far as how good you can get and and i mean Iowa was never as good as pennsylvania to begin with yeah i mean but they're just down man yeah yeah i think they're coming back i think they're. i mean I think they're they're going to be better than what they have been the last couple of years. But Iowa, Iowa, what they have produced recently has not been great. What is the floor and ceiling of Minnesota? Got transfers in Skaska, Russell, and Alar. Gable comes in ready to win a title. Lower weights are bumping up. I think their ceiling is, I'll say, top five. I think they could they could get there, but that's going to require. Gable you this year top five, I mean, the, the if we're talking ceiling, if Gable wins a title mm-hmm. and you just have that twenty twenty two points right there, you know, and then they have Russell if Russell gets eighth, and what if Lezak makes another final and gets third with a bunch of bonus, and then you've got McKee who is like ready to get over the hump, and Tommy Thorne, those are four or five guys that I think you could pencil in potentially high end. It's their ceiling, right? But. Uh, you know, if they get four All Americans and they have a champ there, that's going to put you in that top five, six, mm-hmm. seven. You look, go back and look at NC State. Um, th- they could be in that mix. A champ, a champ is such a yeah. tremendous boost. It's literally two. It's two All Americans, right? So if they get that, and then you know, I liked Alar a lot coming out of high school. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't know how are they looking eighty four or ninety seven. I'm not so. Not super, super. Owen Webster. No, it's gonna be no. Crone. It's gonna be Crone again. Croners. What happened to Owen Webster? Don't worry about. It. Leave him be. I, I <laughs> Leave Owen yeah. alone. But I was told yesterday it was gonna be Crone. I believe you. Crone's got some craziness. He does. He's good on. I top. think all Crones, even though <laughs> their last names are spelled differently, do crazy stuff. Because the one guy gets cr- for those constant dudes, he just gets cradled in pens, dudes. Yeah, he would let people. Oh, cradle. Andrew. Andrew. Yeah. yeah. Andrew Crone. Okay, so th- top five, that sounds kind of crazy, but I'm, I'm literally taking this question. Literally, the absolute ceiling, if kind of all those guys do their best, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Make fun of me. Yeah, they're not going to be top five probably, but. No, when, when you're right. The, the, the value of a champ is super important, and Lezak 
has gone second and fourth in his two NCAAs, so it's not terribly out of their own possibility that he could get there again. Yeah. And he didn't place as a true freshman. Right. I'm saying the last two years. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. So, didn't place second, fourth. Uh, McKee, yeah, I think McKee's kind of a big one. They need, they need to get some points from him. And then <clears throat> Haller, like you said, didn't, we didn't see him at all. Last time we saw him was July 2017, Fargo. Okay, that's a little. Yeah, he didn't wrestle a match last year. That's I just a went long to try to look. time. Wow. So that's yeah, that's not without consequence. So right. that's that's how I view. I mean, Minnesota probably realistically, I don't know, twelfth to sixteenth, but certainly they have some high upside if Gable wrestles and they just picked up a recruit the other day, Cadet World Champ Matt Ramos. So kind of interesting there to see if they go him at thirty three, Pat McKee thirty three, whatever. But and they got a bigger class. Big recruiting class this year, so seems like Egan is trying to get them back to where they were a few years ago. I think Pat's a twenty-five for. Uh, I don't want you never want to say forever because he could grow, but I, th- I could really see him. Uh, he's never, yeah, he's always been small, yeah, and never been like, oh, that kid is five nine. He's going to put on weight. Okay, um, I want to follow up. Well, let me read this <clears throat> one. Washington interview, you know what I was going to do, Willie. <laughs> we'll get to it. Washington interview with Kirk Fleet discussing his recruiting. He didn't mention a campus visit with Oklahoma State. Are they out of the picture? Are you guys still set on him going to Penn State? Sounds like he worked a lot with Snyder at Camp Pendleton. Um, yeah, I still think he's going to Penn State. Yeah, uh, I don't know where he's going. Um, child, I, Oklahoma. How's my stomach, guys? Sorry. What? I, my stomach just rumbled really loud, crazy loud. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where. Uh, I don't know where he's going. I think you know Penn State's clearly in the mix. I I still think he thinks about um, Okie State, um, but I don't know. I don't have any inside information. I don't know where he's going to go. Here's the thing with the the visits that he mentioned and and the schools that he gave me. He they're taking a bunch of unofficials too. Like they're going. On I know they, they have to be because in his latest interview, they asked him where he's going, and he said twelve places. I was like, "Well, some of these you're paying for." <laughs> yeah, so they're I get twelve officials. They're, they're going. They're going. Some of these unofficial on their own dime. So it's it. it he's going to end up with more than just the five officials. He's going to be in the eight nine visits range. Okay. Uh, following up on maybe the most important message of FRL ever, <laughs> the Emo's Pizza trashing session. <laughs> and it was it was amazing. So we talked about last Tuesday, two days ago, the worst pizza ever because uh, it was the St. Louis episode, and it's Emo's, and it's in St. Louis, and it is garbage. And I have confirmation of the garbage. Derek Levandusky replied after we talked about that. He's like, oh, my. My family and I actually got Emo's pizza when my daughter was doing a college visit. You're right. Worst ever. So funny to hear you mention on FRL, cry face, laughing. Then someone replies to that and said, I have no idea how it ever <laughs> became a chain. After before the first store, they should have realized how awful it is and closed up shop. So these guys are having a little conversation. Then the guy replies to him, right on. Being from New York, it was a shocking experience. <laughs> Read the next one. Then this guy, this is great. So Derek's from New York, and this guy, Adam, says, I can imagine. I'm from Iowa, and it was discouraging. And our best pizza comes from a gas station. Casey's. 
Casey's. Oh, Casey's. And then Melina. Best pizza in the world, Casey's. Melina Wick off the top rope, the mother of, of Evan and Xander, says, okay, I Googled it and searched images. Looks like the really cheap frozen pizza variety. <laughs> that was That's the biggest compliment you could pay Emos is that it is cheap. If it could get to the it's bar so of cheap frozen pizza, that would be an improvement. Every frozen pizza I've ever had has been better than Emos. 100%. Thank 100%. You. Cafeteria no, I, pizza at, at Buffalo Gap High School. <laughs> way better. Actually, I, I would love a piece of that right now. <laughs> who, uh, who is Who said uh, Adam Hale? How did it be- – he raises a good point. How did it become a chain? I mean, they open one storefront, and the people of St. Louis flock to it, and by word of mouth are like – It's an indictment on the people of St. Louis. Yeah. It's, yeah, this is an indictment on people of St. Louis. So they liked it so much, and they spread the word, and this becomes your town's pizza? Well, you know, it's, it's not so strange when you consider the bizarre delicacies around the world. Iceland, I was going to say. I, Iceland does this one where they bury a shark, and it decomposes, and then they exhume it, and they eat it, right? That's got to be the worst thing to eat, but it's a thing in Iceland, right? So in the same way, in St. Louis, it's Emo's Pizza. That's how I – that's – yeah, so emo, you just so emo's pizza is equivalent to a be, uh, a buried dead shark that decomposes. Yeah, there's lots of there's lots of examples I could have used. What? I'm sure in in India and some of the what African countries. Others? What are some others that are just like okay, people from here they love this, but it's skyline chili. It's not good. Mm-hmm. Oh, everyone skyline says chili? skyline chili. I was it's just in trash. Cincinnati. I didn't get it. I hate it. It's trash. And a lot of people feel that way unless you're from Cincinnati. What's wrong or with that it? area? What's wrong with Skyline Chili? It's just not good. It's first of all, it's like spaghetti with just Ew. sauce over top of it. They put pasta in it? It's not it's not chili. It's not a bowl. It's a plate. It's you get a plate. <laughs> it's not actual it's yeah. Oh geez. I thought it was actually chili. Well, it could be like a chili dog. Yeah, who's number one? You, get, you can get a chili dog, but like this is Oh. What? Oh, I don't want that. Yeah, it's trash. Look at all that. When did cheese. you have it? Yeah, when did you have it, buddy? Uh, when I was in college, went home with a few friends from Cincinnati, had it there, tried it. Trash. Wow. Yeah. And, and who's number one? I want to make. I want to. I want to hear Cornell Robinson's take on on who. Uh, yeah. Who has hey, the best so pizza. tweet us. Tweet us on some stuff that is regional that people love, that just is bizarre. Like Emo's Pizza. Yeah, it's going to be tough to beat Emo's. You're going to have to go like Goat Hoofs in like Congo or something to top it. <laughs> Shout out to Derek Lewandowski. He's the guy that does the Wayne Fish interviews. Oh. Yes. So he, yeah, okay. And he has two two daughters who are very good at wrestling. So Nice. Okay. Well, I think we can go. I'm ready. Control room. Um, you finally got it right. Feel free oh, to. Hang on. Oh, wait. Well, I want to answer Kimball Barnes' question since he created a Twitter account. Yes. Just to oh, ask yeah, questions. I didn't see it. It, well, it was an hour ago, so that's probably why. Oh. But he <laughs> said, FRL question. Created Twitter to ask this. Is the Piles family still in hiding from the free lawn service? That's okay. going back. Good Great Several question. episodes. Great, Great question. question. Um, so uh, to get, get you up to speed, ever since I've lived in Texas – Every other Wednesday, a fleet of lawnmowers, a team, a squadron comes, and like 10, 10, 15 minutes, 
They knock out the whole yard. It's great. It's edged. It's mowed. They move the picnic table out of the way. They're amazing, right? But we have never paid for this ever, but they just show up. So we don't say anything. And, and I know you're thinking like ethically, is this wrong? Is it right? They're clearly getting paid, right? Because they keep coming back. They don't just, no, this is not a listen. volunteer. This is not charity. So what happens Hold is. Hold on. You, but when you, when they first show up, like no, a lead, like a battalion it. of the army, you round your children up and say hi. Yes. <laughs> we, 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 when, when they're here, we hear that vroom. We're like. Guys, get down. We don't want anyone to come ask any questions at all. So we just like avoid the windows. We get out of the way. Now, so this is going on for, for two years now, almost. Now, I regret to inform you all that apparently this was something that the previous owner of the home had in place. Because if you don't know this, we went from renters to homeowners. Um, so we bought this house and then we're like, this will be the ultimate test. And unfortunately, I have to report that there is no longer a squadron of lawnmowers. It is me. I'm back to my mowing roots. I, and I'm, I'm not anti-mowing. How long did you wait before you were like, okay, they're not coming? Well, the nice thing is grass grows really slowly when it's 110 degrees every day and doesn't rain. So you could really let it ride out. But then you get the little spindly things. It's so disgusting. So we gave it um, – Probably we gave it a couple weeks, right? You can give it a couple weeks and there's no like doesn't look bad um, And then we're like, you know what? It's we just had to come to terms had to get a lawnmower because I left my other one in Virginia and uh, I mowed it else with you. No problem. Yeah, brought everything else. I well, distinctly remember that day me and Bader in the back like climbing like monkeys me and Bader the other all the way in the way back Shoveling stuff down. Yeah, Peter hit me in the face with a packet of clothes hangers. Yeah, I remember that. That was, yeah. Anyway, so no. Did you get the biggest U-Haul truck possible for yes. that? Yes, we did. That thing was packed to the gills. It had. A I lot mean, of understandable. Stuff. It was a four-person family. You're moving cross country. I get it. Yeah, but it was. It was shocked. It was way too much. Um, and then every now and again, I'll look and I'm like, we brought this from Virginia. Like, just something so stupid. Why is this here? Um. Yeah, I'm, I'm more of a get rid of stuff. Anyways, who cares about that? I'm mowing my lawn, and it's fine now. Thank you to – what's his name again? Kimball. Kimball Barnes. Yeah, Kimball Barnes. Thank you, Kimball. You're, you're doing it right. Thank you for making Twitter. You don't have to read anything else, but thank you for submitting your FRL questions. Now, officially, Control Room, feel free to play the outro music. We're ready to go. We'll be back Tuesday. Tuesday. No, guys. I'm going to Disney tomorrow. Have I told you guys that? I'm going to Disney World tomorrow. Colin Moore, I'm going to hit you up. Ask for some advice where I should go. So we're... He loves Disney World. I don't know if you do that. I'll be back Wednesday. So no show Tuesday. Next Thursday. So you guys got a week. I'm sorry to report that. Sorry to spring that on you. But yeah, I'll be gone. Um, But not forgotten. So next Thursday, thank you to ASICS. Thank you to you guys. Willie, do you have anything to say before we go? No. <laughs> Alright, well since there's not gonna be no show on Tuesday, watch who's number one the show, ten thirty AM Central Time on Wednesday. And I did uh North Carolina depth chart yesterday, Willie's doing North Carolina recruiting targets today, and then who's doing next week? I don't know. Next week out. is Ohio State. We already, Ohio. Did, we already did Ohio State. We already State. did them. We already did Ohio State duh. Next week is um, Penn State, maybe? We could do Arizona State, Virginia Tech, Cornell, NC State, Missouri. One of those. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it yeah. out. We got, we got some time. 
Thanks so much, guys. Thanks, ASICs. See you next Thursday.